going with it. Anyway, okay. This is not in the script! <laughs> Welcome to the Reading Queens podcast. We're excited you're here to join us to talk about books. Uh, yeah, we're we're doing kind of like random, not random. I guess they're they're carefully chosen topics. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying them random, but we do get to random tangents. I guess that's different. Uh, so today we're talking about books with super superhumans. I can't talk today, or humans with superpowers, um, special powers, non magical ones. I'm excited. This is a different topic for us. So yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I'm Valia. Hello. I'm Clary. Hi. And I'm Alison. Hello. Yeah. So we're gonna, yeah, we're just gonna dive right in, talk about our lives. How are you? How's life? How's everything on your side of the world? Like, I like this. Yeah, like, you're here with it. <laughs> Clary and I are both on the same side of the world. We don't often get on an episode together. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. I like sent you like the little link for you guys to sign in. And I was like, oh, the three of us like never hung out together. Like just, you know, the three of us. So that's kind of fun. It is good. You, we, we, there's more Brits than Americans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Ah! <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so awkward silence for Volia to edit out sorry um, no I yeah we're both trying to talk and then pausing and then talking again um I'm just gonna go with it um today is my wedding anniversary oh congratulations that's, that's my news oh, how many years 13 oh which is nice. exciting so yeah what what is yeah. 13 like is there a you know like you have like paper or diamond or whatever what is for 13 there there are a, it depends because there are different things so it is either lace or fur or textile okay what? so you just take your pick <laughs> that's so random yes. <laughs> wait does every wedding anniversary yeah. have something i thought it was only like the big every ones every year up to 15 and then it's every five years oh wow i guess if you make it to 15 like it it really means something i don't Every year needs to be celebrated. Yeah, every year needs to be celebrated, but yeah, they they, they run out of specific things. Oh. So anyway, I gave my husband some socks, um, a small cuddly toy, and a bag of strawberry laces. So then I hit all three of them. Wow. And a request to look after the kids while you do That's this podcast funny. episode this evening. How romantic! <laughs> oh, yeah, no, the, 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 it's it's late enough that the children are already asleep. So, oh, okay. Um, okay. That's fine. He's actually sitting in the other room working because he's realised he's got to do something before tomorrow um so yeah he's fine oh, nice he made some tea he's, he's fine, fine. <laughs> yeah we went out on saturday we actually went out for dinner it was very exciting oh lovely mm. okay yeah that's cool yeah. without the children just novelty so, right right just, just of course. two of us like, <laughs> eat, eat as much as you can ha eat eat as much as you can tapas it was lovely Anyway, sorry, Alison. That I'll sounds delicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my life, uh, or my life at the moment is all about wild swimming. So I am in the middle of doing a wild swimming challenge. So I'm like basically going swimming in local lakes and rivers every day for 13 days. And today was my eighth day. Um, yeah. Wow. So I've got like five more to go. And I've never really done it before because I don't like the cold. <laughs> And I'm not very good at getting into cold water. And this is the UK, so the water is 
pretty cold um it's not like you know tropical i don't know mediterranean warm seas or you know arizona swimming pools or whatever (laughs) (laughs) so it's pretty cold i do have like um, a neoprene jacket and some booties and some gloves and my woolly hat but i'm really enjoying it um and yeah i'm really like i haven't really done it before but i'm doing it to raise money for a local project so i'm really excited that yeah i chose to do it i'm really enjoying it yeah are you doing it by yourself or do you have like a group that no. goes so i so i've got a friend who's also doing the like the 13 day challenge and there's a couple of local wild swimming groups kind of whatsapp or facebook groups um so we've mm-hmm. we've got people kind of roped in to come and and sort of swim with us so today okay. i only had one person with me but we've had we had quite a big group on saturday and sunday um so yeah it's been quite social <laughs> yeah that's really cool I don't think How I've ever heard of something like that oh not far it's more about like the cold water immersion <laughs> and the yeah, yeah yeah and it's really Just beautiful because like it's mm. it's really nice and I didn't really think about this before I did it but when you're in the water you're at that like river level so you're kind of a duck level <laughs> You know what I mean? So your eye line is along that water line and you see like all the ducks and everything is is kind of at that level. It just gives you, I think, a different experience of being in nature um, and being outside. So, yeah, it's really nice. I would recommend it if you want to try it anytime. <laughs> yeah, Arizona doesn't have enough wild lakes for me to swim with. <laughs> That's true. Desert state. I mean, we have, yeah, we do have, I mean, there's like, there's like ponds and man-made water like reservoirs all over the place like pretty much every single like a um, house community has something like that but it's like not something you can swim in you know yeah. it's like just there to you know give people an option to fish and throw the fish back I don't know <laughs> it's like an activity but not something that you can like get into or anything but our pool is getting warm because it's been over a hundred so it's like yeah, I'm ready <laughs> yeah sorry sorry it's hot it's hot okay it's bit like like picture like I'm gonna say like 35 and over celsius like that's yeah yeah basically yeah it's yeah it's not my favorite but if I do go outside and go to the pool it's manageable you know so but that's really cool that's like a really interesting thing that I've never heard of before so yeah it's getting it's getting quite big over here I think it became really popular during lockdown particularly when people couldn't go that far in the home and it's got like lots of good mental health benefits and all that kind of thing yeah. so yeah it's getting good. I mean going outside in general yeah. right is supposed to be good but for I think, you that's what people tell yeah, me yeah it's something about I think the temperature drop so your body has a temperature drop so it like drops mm-hmm. when you get into the water and then when you get out it drops again um and I think that gives like I don't know maybe gives you a bit of an adrenaline rush or something you know you kind of get those endorphins yeah. and things rushing and yeah it's i think good. it helps your blood circulation and things that's true well. there's yes. a group of people mm-hmm. i know here who do i'm not sure they do swimming but they go almost every morning to the the markamere near here and they just I, I think it's just plunging and yeah. going underwater and staying there yeah. for a few minutes and then they come back out and then they start their day um yeah, it's very rough. I must admit, I haven't done it. I know they do it. I've been invited. I'm like, yeah, it's a bit early. You're like, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Mornings and me, they, they don't get on yeah. well. 
<laughs> yeah, that's funny. Speaking of mornings, though, I started a new schedule for my workout. So I go, I'm at the gym at 7.30 in the morning now. So I like get up at 6. And for the longest time, I was getting up at 4.30 to go to work, wow. you know? And so now getting up at 6, it's like... It's early, but also it's late at the same time. So my body is just like, what are you doing exactly? Like, why are we getting up at six and then going to lift heavy things? Like, who are you? <laughs> but you used to work late as well, right? Like, I do not know yeah. how you wrote so much and did so much while working full time. You are just such I a think Valia yeah. really has her own superpowers. I think she does. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe you don't sleep. <laughs> or maybe you're just like... You know, for the longest time... I haven't slept. Okay, no, I used to. Yeah, I used to work ten hour days, and then with this, with like driving and stuff like that, I would be gone for like twelve to thirteen hours from the house. So a lot of my writing was done at night. Um, like in the last, you know, five years, it was like that. And then before that, I worked third shift, so I would literally write in between sleeping during the day and going to work at eleven p.m. So it's like. I, I honestly don't know either. Everything is a blur, so it's fine. But it's just interesting to like have my body readjust to being a morning person because I've always been a night person because it's just easier for me to stay up than get up in the morning. So yeah, it's been it's been a learning experience. Have you tried adjusting your schedule now that you like have control over your schedule basically? Have you tried adjusting it so you work later and then get up later? And I'm talking like 6 a.m. is not later. <laughs> right, right. No, um, I've actually been trying to go to sleep earlier. Like okay. I put myself and also my parents, I told them, I'm like, we're going to bed at 10. <laughs> we're old now. <laughs> we're going to bed at 10. Because um, I am trying to get up earlier, but I'm not trying to like actually sleep because it's so easy for me to get up at six o'clock in the morning and then go a whole day and then literally spend like, so I'm getting... I'm getting ready to release my newest series, right? Starts June 1st, right? So I've been like working overtime, trying to get everything ready for it. And so I've been pushing myself, like my mom will literally check on me and she's like, you've been working for 15 hours straight. Like you need to leave your office. Like you have to get up and stuff. So I've been trying to be like, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to get the gym. So like, I'm going to start off my day really well. And then I will work till like five or six and then I will take a break and I will like spend time with my friends or spend time with my family or something. If I need to do something right before I go to bed, I'll give myself like an hour. But then by 10 o'clock, I'm like shutting my brain off and whatever. That didn't work last week because <laughs> I basically worked myself into the ground trying to get all the edits and arcs sent out and everything ready. But that is a new kind of schedule for me to be like making myself finish by 10. So we'll see. We'll see how, how far that goes. But I want, I want to be like that girl that wakes up early in the morning and like is productive <laughs> instead of staying up till 3 a.m. Like, oh my gosh, I stayed up till 4 a.m. on Friday and I was just, yeah. I mean, I finished everything. I'm going <laughs> but... to ch channel Becca Simon, say question the premise. Why is somebody who wakes up in the morning? Uh, that much more productive if you work better in the evening why not so, um yeah your schedule around that and go to bed at 3 a.m and then don't wake up till 10 yeah but my thing is like for me I wonder if I was only 
working better at night because that was what worked for me. So that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if I'm actually a better worker at night or if it's just like a necessity that has been my life for the last 10 years that I've been writing. You know what I mean? So now we're going to try to figure out if mornings are a thing. Because like, for example, um, a couple weeks ago when I was still finishing the first draft of Moonlight Mate, I woke up at 5 a.m. on a Monday. And before we got on our Zoom call at 9.45, I wrote like 5,000 words. And I've never written in a morning like that before. So I'm like, okay, so is it really that I am working better at night or is it like... You know what I mean? It's like out of necessity or whatever. So anyway, so I'm figuring out, <laughs> figuring out now and we'll see what happens once I like know kind of a little bit more about what my schedule, because yeah. right now it's been changing every single week. So I haven't had like a steady schedule yet. I think it's definitely worth it testing out. these things because as you say, you've been mm-hmm. forced into one kind of routine by necessity for years Mm -hmm. and now you do have the freedom to figure out what is the best routine for you so that might take a couple of months of like doing something for one month Mm -hmm. and then trying something else for another month yeah oh yeah and yeah thanks and I think like that's like a good lesson for everybody to take even for people who you know are in different stages of their life because like we're so used to getting into our routines and it's like oh it works I'm like but does it or are you just comfortable like you know what I mean so I'm like I'm always like now I'm like super supportive I was like okay we'll try a different workout try different food try a different schedule like you know what I mean to like see what actually works for you instead of it just being like something that a necessity you know calls for it or whatever anyway this podcast has turned into I don't know lifestyle (laughs) lifestyle tips tips I don't know (laughs) yeah Um, But yeah, it's been really interesting. So we'll see how it goes, like, especially going into the summer and stuff like that, because it's like so much hotter during the day that like, I will definitely be more tired during the day. So I'm excited to go to the gym in the morning where it's like, you know what I mean? Anyway, it's like a whole thing. I'm going (laughs) to. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's my life update. So should we talk about moving on? Let's do that. Um, Yeah, I know. I know. I like our little before book talk conversations, though. So I hope our listeners do, too. But anyway, um, yeah. So today's topic is superhumans, basically non-magical powers that we're going to discuss because all of us write fantasy. um, Well, Allison also writes non-fantasy, too. Science fiction is what you mean by non-fantasy. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's not a topic we discuss very often, right? Because we usually just go to, towards magical stuff. So this is going to be interesting. But we all are going to discuss different books that we read or, you know, previously read in it. So Clary is going to start us off. Okay, okay. okay. I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> before, okay, before that's Clary. fine. <laughs> this is not in the script. <laughs> so, and well, no, because I just want to kind of introduce it. Because I feel like and we kind of had a bit of this conversation over email around superpowers Mm -hmm. versus superheroes and I feel Mm -hmm. like superhero books obviously always have superpowers in but you also have a number of books which have superpowers but they're not superhero books like Mm -hmm. it's like a Venn diagram or something (laughs) 
Anyway, so my, and like, and I was kind of having a bit of a rant about how I didn't like superhero books. And that is a bit unfair. So I'm going to like talk about this briefly because I hadn't really read any superhero books, really. I don't think before this. So I love like superhero movies, like Marvel movies, etc. And, mm-hmm. and I started reading a couple of the books which we're talking about in this episode. So I started reading one and the other and I was like struggling to get into them a bit. I was a bit like, mm. but I have decided that maybe I do like superhero books after all. But <laughs> that said, I think what I love more is the science fiction books where you have characters who have superpowers. So like I grew up on mm-hmm. Anne McCaffrey and she has loads of those like um I, I can't remember the names of any of them now but they're all like science fiction set in space and I love them and adore them and um and the more recent books which I love are mainly like dystopian ones so like Red Queen and Darkest Mind those type of books and I really love that kind of blend of like it's not fantasy but it almost feels a bit of fantasy-esque but still with you know you could come up with some kind of scientific explanation for that so um so we are talking about superhero books and superpower books today but I just wanted to I don't know blab about my thoughts about that before we start I love it I love it now you can go in clarity (laughs) okay that's good thank you um, I actually want to talk about f- two books. The first book I'm going to talk about is Steelheart by Brandon Sanderson, which I just finished reading yesterday. Um, I read it in Dutch, so I'm just going to apologize straight up because I'm not sure that necessarily my translating some of the specific words in it back into English is necessarily <laughs> going to be what they are in the original English. So do um, tell me if they call something else. Anyway, um, I thought this was... Um, I mean, Brandon Sanderson, he's fantastic, isn't he? And this, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it's really, do I, do I need to summarize what the story is? Um, like there's been this big um, comet called Calamity that, and then certain people got superpowers and all of them then started rampaging and um, stealing and fighting each other. And the whole, is set in uh, post-apocalyptic version yes. of the United States. And the, the, the main story is set in New Cargo, which is the new version of Chicago, which is ruled over mm. by an epic. That's what these people with the, the, the powers are called. An epic called Steelheart. And he has the ability to turn things into steel. But along with Natural. their powers, they also have a weakness. So for every epic, there is something that makes them normal again, makes them back to being just human. And there's a group of people within the story who are going around they're working out what various epics weaknesses are and they're then targeting them and killing them to try and get rid of the epics because none of the epics are very nice and that's another question why are none of the epics very nice and i know it raises some interesting ethical questions about if you know that doing something in the short term will make everything worse for everybody do you do it even if you're doing a good thing. You know, they're going out to kill Steelheart, that's the main um, aim of, of the group during the book, but they know that when he's gone, there will then be chaos and the whole city will collapse. You know, the fact that Chicago, or New Cargo, is one of the better cities within, I think they call it the broken states, um, rather than the United States. Okay. <laughs> um, 
that you know they know they're going to make it worse for the people who live there and they're not giving the people who live there any choice even mm-hmm. though steelheart is this brutal monster who kills people and deserves to die by any level of justice i must say i keep reading really brutal dark books for the podcast <laughs> I... do you think it was that dark like maybe it was maybe my uh, just threshold yeah, is yeah. <laughs> Alice yeah, is yeah, like maybe. it was great it was quite light-hearted right i mean a few people died <laughs> but you know <laughs> i'm used to um, dystopian yeah, though, I, so. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it had a lot of twists and turns, and the story was really good. One thing that I was quite disappointed in was the romance. Oh, yes, I me too! It was rubbish. Like, oh, good. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> Sorry, Brandon feel Sanderson. that at all. And there were very few female, two female characters and uh, the, mm. in terms of representation and things. And I was actually the, cringing the thing, with the romance. Like, I was listening to it on audio, and there were moments where I was just oh, like, yeah. oh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other thing that really annoyed about this okay so the, the main character is a boy called David well the boy is like teenager 18 something and he manages to join this group who are going around killing the epics and and, and that's been his dream that's what he's wanted to do and um, he has a plan for how to kill Steelheart for, for how to, 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 to trap him and they've got the group and the, the, the leader of the group is called the Prof and the prof says, I know, he goes, okay, well, you can explain your plan and see if you can convince us. And he says, it's not me you've got to convince. You've got to convince Megan, who's the girl. Okay. And Megan's never convinced. And yet they go and do it anyway. Yeah. So oh. what was the point of saying, you have to get Megan to, to do it, if then you're just going to ignore that anyway? Um, <laughs> so those, those were the two points that I found frustrating. I enjoyed it. Um, I was... I don't know if it's because I was listening to the audio version, maybe, but I didn't really get into it that much. And I feel like I didn't see all the twists coming, but I saw a few of them coming. It was fun. It was like a fun, it's a fun book. Um, it's very tropey, I feel like, even though clearly I'm not an expert on superhero tropes because I haven't read that many, but it <laughs> felt like he was ticking all the boxes there and um, and kind of meeting people's expectations. I didn't read it, so it's on, it's on my Kindle. It's been on my Kindle for so long because I love Brandon Sanderson, but for some reason, that series has just always been, like, the last one I want to read by him. Like, I just am more fascinated by his fantasy than anything, so if I'm going to, like, spend my mental capacity on a Brandon Sanderson book, I feel yeah. like I want to do it on a fantasy <laughs> versus his YA stuff. I much preferred his, his fantasy that I've read to... Yeah, one. he's just so good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's hard to get away from that, especially if you start there. Like, if there's people who come into his books from like YA, like I can see that that being like their favorite thing. But if you start with like Mistborn and then you go to like, you know what I mean? It's just different. Like, you just have different expectations. I think that is, and I don't know this for sure because I might have read some years ago. But I think that is the first Brandon Sanderson book I've read. Please don't throw me off the podcast for saying that. <laughs> Wait for St- Steelheart. Yeah. That was your first I think one. So. Wow. I'm trying to think, like I definitely have not read any of his recent ones like I've been meaning to like as you say like mm-hmm. I've had them lined up for ages but then I just there's always something more urgent that I have to read mm-hmm. for like a book club or something that's okay mm-hmm. I forgive you you only get one so this is yours okay. <laughs> this is the one thing I'm just kidding <laughs> one strike and next strike I'm out <laughs> I only started reading him this year so I'm not that far behind you or in front of you, or whichever direction is going. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're fine. It's it's one of those things where it's, it's really funny to me because I never pictured myself as somebody who reads Brandon Sanderson. Like, it's just epic fantasy, high fantasy. I like it from afar, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because I just feel like a lot of times, just like the language and the world building and everything is just too much for my brain. And we've talked about this when we talked about fantasy before. So I feel like with like a lot, like Patrick Rothfuss, like I've tried to read The Name of the Wind like three times and I'm just like, I can't do it. I like I try, you know what I mean? So it's like, but Brandon Sanderson, I think we mentioned this as well on a podcast when we talked about him has a very approachable high fantasy language. So it's like very, his books are super approachable. So even though I like still feel very proud of myself for reading him, I'm also like, but he's like more my speed. So it's like a double win, you know, kind of thing. Like I get to read high fantasy, but also like I don't feel as stupid as I would if I read other ones. (laughs) So I don't know. That's just like where I come in from with him. But like not everybody reads him and that's okay. You know, not everybody likes every author either. So that's why I don't hold it against you, Allison. Okay. You can. It's fine. It's fine. What were you saying, Clary? Before I, I was just going to say that that I the other book that I wanted to mention was Vicious by V. E. Schwab, which is completely different because you've got these people who are sort of in real life and nobody nearly knows that they're there that have these powers, and they get their powers from having a near death experience. and whatever their whatever that it's really clever whatever their final thought is as they're or they think they're dying that are then obviously reanimated whatever their final thought is that then ties in to what they're able to do Ooh, i love it she comes up with the best concepts i have to say like she really does yeah the, the, the thing i really wanted to say about this book was i heard her interviewed some time ago and she said that she's had fan mail from people like in the middle of the night going you know what is that actually real Does that <laughs> oh actually yeah i've work? heard that mm-hmm. i hope they're not like that's a dangerous thing to like test out the theory <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Ooh. yeah she yeah i've heard that i actually had have heard that uh about those books before that people have said that yeah i have which read i mean the second one the second one's come out oh, not yeah. that recently anymore but i read the first one quite a while ago and it's just it's one of those stories that just sticks with you and you're like <gasps> yeah yeah well that's cool so those were my books yeah <laughs> Alison. Okay, so I read Renegade (laughs) by Marissa Mayer, which is the second Marissa Mayer book I've read, talked about on the podcast in two episodes or whatever. I promise I do read other authors. Um, But I thought it was good (laughs) because it's kind of different to the Lunar Chronicles anyway. I have to say, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as Scarlet, but I definitely got into it more like I started off and I was a bit like "Mm," and then towards the end I was like racing through it which is good because I only gave myself like three days to read it (laughs) (laughs) but so it's a YA superhero book it's a dual point of view and it has superheroes and super villains in it and as you might expect the the two perspectives are um, a teenage guy who is on the side of the renegades who are like the good guys who kind of rule the city and a teenage girl who's one of the anarchists who is uh, kind of a villain or they're vilified should I say and um, there's always like it's shades of grey right it depends on what your perspective is whether they're they're villains mm-hmm. or not 
And Nova, uh, who's the anarchist, believes that the renegades failed to save her family. And Adrian, who's the renegade, believes in justice and that the anarchists need to be brought down. So you can already see, like, there's a, like, basically it's kind of an enemies, maybe enemies to lovers-ish type plot. Um, but there's definitely lots of tension there. And there is, a, like, a little bit of a hint at romance, very slow burn. Um, and they obviously kind of come together and clash and then um, end up working together through various means. So I think the things I really liked about this book is it is super diverse. Like the cast is really, really diverse in terms of um, like gender, race, disability, mm -hmm. like everything. Um, and and it's not forced. It's just done really naturally. And I really like I really like that. I also like that she has some really cool, unusual powers. So sort of different from your sort of run-of-the-mill superheroes. So Adrian, who is one of the main characters, his superpower is that he can bring his drawings to life. So like he could draw a bike and then bring the bike to life. And you could like ride it and whatever. Um, which is pretty cool. So at one point, I'm not really going to spoil it here, but, but at one point in the book he draws would like would you have to draw that life size or does it get bigger as you take it out of the drawing no it's the same size as what you draw so he draws a pony at one point which is like a life-size pony for a kid at a carnival or something a birthday party which i suspect his parents were not that pleased about but hey um but it takes it's the same color so like in that case he was drawing it into a tent a yellow tent like a yellow canvas so the pony that came out is yellow <laughs> just like a yellow pony okay. so it's a little bit weird but also as you can imagine quite useful because you can kind of draw anything that you might need to hand if you need a gun or a hand grenade or I don't know a piece of toast I don't know if you can actually eat his creations but anyway um so I thought that was really cool I really enjoyed that um I did feel a little bit dissatisfied by the ending like it I think it, I assume it is part of a series it is part of a series but I feel like there were things which I was expecting to happen in terms of like a big confrontation at the end of this book mm. which didn't happen and I'm guessing that comes up later in the series but it felt yeah um but I did really enjoy it and it's a really kind of easy read easy fast read so if you like superhero books I would definitely recommend it that's really interesting. Okay, do you guys have you guys watched the show Charmed, like the original one when it was on? No. No. Some of them. I I I okay, watched so, the odd episode. I haven't watched all of them. Yeah, one of my favorite shows of all time. I just did a rewatch like last year of it, I think, when they put it on the streaming service. And the there was an episode where there was this kid who could draw things and they would come alive but it's like so he took like the sisters and he drew them as like superheroes and so they got superhero powers and they would like you know anytime they're in the costume whatever they would like have the superhero powers and stuff and so he would like somebody wanted him for themselves because he could literally draw a person into a new person by doing that by like putting and a that, costume on them or something too like many that spoilers away, it's kind of what he does that comes up fairly early on in the book okay. it comes up fairly early okay. it's not really a spoiler but he does he he kind of, he gives himself superpowers basically other superpowers okay. by drawing yeah. them on him yeah so i'm like that's i'm crazy. thinking about it. i'm like i wonder if she maybe. watched that episode yeah, of maybe that's where she got the idea from <laughs> it is a really cool power and there are other like yeah powers 
Yeah, I really like that. Oh, you guys need to watch Charmed. Like, that's like my jam, okay? Anyway, um, that's cool. I haven't read that series, but I've been, like, meaning to as well because I really do like Marissa Meyer's, like, writing style and stuff like that. I feel like she's she does really well, especially with the diversity. She does a really good job about it, it not being forced, yeah. uh, which sometimes, like, I'll read a book and I, like, can't even finish it because it, everything just feels so forced. <laughs> so forced about it like even the relationships I'm like but this doesn't work yeah but you're trying yeah. something here but it doesn't work you know kind of thing um so that's interesting so okay while you guys were talking I started thinking about this other series that I absolutely love I think it's only a duology actually it's not like I mean it's a complete series but it's a duology but have you ever any you read reboot by Amy Tintera no I think no. I've heard of it but I haven't I don't okay I've so it. it is yeah, it is older, right? But the whole concept is is that a person like dies and then they get rebooted, right? And when they reboot, they come back stronger, faster, able to heal, but the the more time you're dead, the less human you come back as. And so the main character Ren is a um she died after being shot and she comes back after 178 minutes. So she's like, like so unemotional, right? She's like basically almost a robot, but she has like all these like strength and, you know, strength and healing powers and all this stuff. Well, so she gets um, paired up with a newbie to train him who's only been dead for uh, 22 minutes, I think it was, or 22 I think it's 22 minutes. And so he's like constantly asking questions. And he's like as human as you can get, right? Because he's only been done for 22 minutes. So it's like, it's a really interesting dynamic because she, they're both technically superheroes, right? Or superhumans, quote unquote. But she is like super unemotional. And he is just like, haha, like life is great, I'm alive, you know, like he's like a super, like whatever. So I just, I was thinking about that because it's like a really interesting concept when it comes to like superheroes in general, like people with superhuman powers. Like you always have like, um, there's a sense of like seriousness about it, you know? Like it's that power corrupts, you know, kind of thing. And so you always have like that struggle or something like that. Like if you have powers, like, are you going to use them for good? Are you going to use them for evil? And I don't know, I just started thinking about that series. And I'm like, this is like so interesting to me, because it's like such a small power, right? It's like, you know, superhuman or super strong, able to heal, but it's like a whole thing about it. And the contrast between the two, that wasn't the book I was going to talk about. (laughs) It sounds really good, though. I'm going to check it out. It does sound good. Yeah, it's very fast paced. I really loved it. I thought she did an amazing job with it. But I was just like, oh, yeah, this one thing. But I was supposed to talk about The Darkest Minds, which, as everybody knows, I love Alex Bracken's books. This series is like one of my favorites. Uh, We had her on a podcast. So there is a author interview with her in case you guys want to check that out but uh for those of you who don't know basically a bunch of children die (laughs) and those who don't die develop specific powers and they are considered dangerous to the society so they are put into or like the live children are put into uh, basically camps and um, they're categorized by colors of like what kind of power they have and so Ruby, who's our main character, she has to basically figure out life. 
<laughs> as one of these superhumans. Um, but one of my favorite things about that, and this is something that's one of my favorite things about dystopian fiction just across board, is the found family aspect. Yes. And then when you bring like the superpowers into it, like this, like that's just like another level, you know, because you have the found family, but you have to deal with them being all powerful or different in like an extra type of a sense instead of just like different people from different walks of life. And that's one of the things I loved about The Darkest Minds so hard because like those characters were just like, I just love them. Mm -hmm. The whole found their their whole found family was like, I was there for it, even if it wasn't that setting, if that makes sense, you know, because I just love them so much. But anyway. Well, how did you feel about the film? Um, I mean I did not like it as much as the book. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did not like it as much as the book. I think that they cast it really well. Yeah. Um, but I think they didn't I think they just, you know how it's always like when you adapt something from a book, like you just, you're not going to have as much. Like, I wish it was a series. Like, I wish it was a TV show because I feel like they could just could have done so much because Alex did such a good job with the world and the setup and everything that there was just like so much. And the characters, mm-hmm. right? You wanted more of the characters. And I think that's what the, like the, the movie failed on because you had to be done with it you know within two hours yeah no I agree I think there were lots of bits they missed out and I think also because it was a movie they did focus a lot more on the romance I think which is a little Mm -hmm. bit like it's there in the book but it's it's subtler like it you know they've got all this other stuff going on as well right right exactly and I think one of the things actually I actually really like about that book is that the the powers they have are quite limited as in there's a there's a, a limited type of powers so Unlike mm-hmm. like a lot of superhero books where you have all these like crazy different powers and it's like whatever you want to do, you can find a superhero to do it. Actually, in the darkest minds, like they're quite constrained. They can do like one specific power and there's what I can't remember, is there like five or six different types of powers or something? I think or is it I, four? four? Yeah, it might have been more limited. I think it's only four, yeah. yeah. I, I mean it's been a while since I've actually yeah. read the book, so yeah. don't quote me on this. Which I think is quite is quite nice because it, it doesn't like it, you can focus on the dystopian world, on the relationships, on the characters without just going into this like power overdrive of like being mm-hmm. bombarded by all these different superpowers. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And yeah, I wish I wish it was a series. I do wish that they would have made like even the movie earlier because you know how like it came out way after the dystopian whole whatever came out um or was a big thing so i feel like it just really missed out on being it needed to come out around like divergent time you know because you had the hunger games Mm -hmm. and then divergent stuff and there were a couple of others around then that came out and yeah yeah it needed to be then i know i mean i i mean i loved what they did with it in you know with what they had but it definitely could have been so much more because it's just the books are so good (laughs) That it's just like it's it's sad it's sad when it's like a missed opportunity on their part, you know. I'm like, you guys could have made a lot of money on this if you just did it right. But I feel like that about a lot of yeah. stuff when it comes to adaptations. And I, and though, I think like, it's really hard, particularly when you like really love the book and then watch an adaptation. Like, mm-hmm. it's really hard for it to live up to like what you want yeah. it to be. Yeah, I did really like the casting yeah. though. I think they did a really good job with the casting and like. I know I watched like all the behind the scenes stuff while they were filming and like the the four of them like the kids really bonded and stuff and I like love that you know too and so um I don't know just just that found family thing okay I just love it so much (laughs) 
Um, yeah, so that conversation happened. No, um, I'm supposed to talk about some recs now for indie picks, but I didn't have this pulled up. So anyway, <laughs> um, I have three books that I'm going to mention. If you guys want more of this um, superhuman world kind of situation, super superhumans in a world. It's super, anyway, it's super you know superhumans actually about. a word or have we just made that up? I like it anyway. I think it should be a if new If we genre. have just made it up, it should be a word. It should be a word. I like it. I feel like it maybe is a word. I don't know. But it's it's happening. It's going to be on the title for this podcast. So it exists. <laughs> we're here for it. It exists now. No. Uh, but Allison has a book, The Shadow Games, uh, which has the same type of things that we talked it's about. It's dystopian. <laughs> dystopian with superpowers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a yeah. very and cool then, snarky dragon. And a little cute dragon. Oh, yes. Yeah. The dragon. The best, yes. Um, and then we also have another queen who hasn't been on a podcast yet, but will be one day, I promise. Um, but how do you say her, that title of that? Is it Venice? Uh, you know like, what? I was thinking about this earlier and I was like, gosh, if I have to say it, how do you pronounce it? And, I, and then I read, I was like, oh, I'm so glad Valia's going to have to do that part. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's Phenom. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, it's really good. Um, it's as in the beginning of Phenomenal. Oh, yeah, either know. way, I will link it. It's by Casey Cordell. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we should have asked her how to pronounce her book title. Sorry, Casey. Um, it's <laughs> awesome, and you can get it for free for signing up for her mailing list on her website. Yes, and it's like funny too. And yeah, yeah just it's check it out. It's great. Um, so I will link that. And then our K.L. Moody queen, uh, she also has a trilogy, Truth Seer. She, um, it's her, um, it's complete. It's her first series. So I was like, wait, what was I going to say about this? Um, but it has the same vibes. So I'm sure there's others. If you guys have other recommendations for us, let us know. We're always open for recommendations. Um, but yeah, we'll do more of these conversations. I kind of like like the little more specific. I do like the trip one topic. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, yeah. it's just fun. Um, I, I actually wanted to write a superhero book. At one I point, kind of want to write one I have now. an idea. <laughs> oh, I want to go back to my shadow games actually and, and kind of write another. Like, yeah, it needs a sequel. Exactly. It's on my to do list, but unfortunately, it I does. Have it does need a sequel. On my to do list, and not very much time. <laughs> of course. I was trying to think. My first, uh, my first series um, had like kind of a slight sci-fi superhuman aspects to it. Now that I think about it, but. I don't think it fits this as much. Anyway, um, side note, sorry. My brain is just going all over the place now. So I think we'll wrap it up here <laughs> before I start keep babbling about things. Uh, but yeah, if you guys have read any of these books or if you have other recommendations for us, make sure to let us know. Um, follow us on Instagram at readingqueenspod and also check out our Patreon. Uh, we're going to start posting things on it actually this week. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, we, we want to get to know you guys. So come hang out come talk books with us we have a discord channel all the good things uh so yeah make sure you're around to chat with us because we love to talk books and other things and yeah before you go please give us a follow on your favorite podcast platform as well leave a star rating or a review and then tell everybody to come hang out with us every wednesday new episodes and that is all Bye. 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 <laughs>